0: Welcome to the Late Night Screams Podcast. I'm Ryan Edwards, joined by JD Hall and Arizona Terry. Guys, how are we doing tonight?
1: I'm
2: good. Good. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. Arizona Terry, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, man. Doing great.
0: Well, on tonight's episode, we have a special guest, uh, my former college professor and paranormal journalist and author, uh, Jason Offit. Jason Offit is the author of Haunted in Missouri. Um, what Lurks Beyond, and several other uh, paranormal um, ghost books and paranormal books. Jason, how are we doing tonight?
3: Hey, Ryan. It's good to hear your voice, man. I'm doing great. Hey. Uh, so, you
0: know, um, I know a lot about you. Obviously, you were my college professor, but these guys, uh, Arizona Terry and JD, um, have started doing some research on, on what you do. Um, and I told them when um, we started this podcast, you know, I might have somebody that would um, be awesome to have on one of these episodes and one of these podcasts. And I, the first person I thought of was you. Um, so I guess the first question I have for you is when did you start believing in the paranormal and was it at an early age and it, did it stick with you? Is that why you started writing these books when you did?
3: Well, I've always been interested in, in the paranormal. I I grew up watching, uh, uh, star Trek and the twilight zone. And, um, I, I would read uh, as a kid, you know, you got the Scholastic Book Club order form from from elementary school, and I'd always pick uh, pick books on Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster. So I've always been interested in that sort of thing. But what really got me uh, as interested as I, I still am is I grew up in a, uh, a farmhouse that was 120 years old. It had been a, a two-room schoolhouse that actually my grandmother taught in. But... Um, I, it was 120 years old, which means it's probably about 4,000 years old at this point. But um, I got out of, of my bedroom one afternoon, and I, I, I know it was—I think it was a Saturday or Sunday afternoon—and it because everything was 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 light. I, I do remember it was really bright out, and I walked into a hallway uh, that we kept on bookshelves. We had a hallway just lined with bookshelves, and I always. Went for the encyclopedias, the world book encyclopedias. I grabbed the D probably. I was going after dogs or dinosaurs, something like that. Uh, I was about eight, I think I said. Um, and there's a little boy standing in that hallway. Um, we lived six miles away from, from town. We were about a mile and a half from the nearest, uh, nearest house. Uh, I had two sisters, no brothers. Uh, there was no little boy about, about six years old who lived anywhere near us. Uh, He had brown hair parted on parted on one side. He had a blue flannel shirt and blue jeans. And I I didn't see what kind of shoes he was wearing because I could see the bookshelves through him. And we stood there and we stared at each other for a while. Uh, I mean, it could have been four hours, but it was probably about 10 seconds at at the (laughs) most. Uh, And then he blinked. And when he blinked it broke, whatever, uh, you know, shock I was in, I turned around, I went back into my my bedroom, shut the door, and didn't talk to anybody about it for at least 30 years. But at that point, I knew all this stuff that I was reading, you know, all this weird stuff out there, something was, there was something to it. And and I don't really like to say that I believe in the paranormal because I've seen it. I, I don't have to believe it. I know at least that, right. that ghosts are, are real. Right. And with,
0: with that, you know what, I know you taught sports journalism. This is what's funny. You, you taught me sports journalism when I was at Northwest. And I remember when I first met you, um, I had no idea what you did. I knew you wrote for the blue Springs examiner. And I remember you wrote some columns and stuff for the examiner when I was in high school and growing up and things like that. And they, they had a little to do with bow uh, hauntings and, and whatnot. Um, but how do you, as a journalist, how do you balance going back and forth between covering one thing and then investing all that time and energy and doing another, so to speak, doing two things at once? How how
3: how did you balance that? All right. See, I didn't have to do two things at once. That's the cool part. Okay. I handled everything as a journalist, no matter what the topic. I've even taught – I teach this occasionally. Um. Yeah, I, I teach a paranormal journalism class, because, and, and I, I started that class, I, I teach it like every four years or so, but I started it because most of the mainstream media, whenever they handle a UFO flap, or somebody, you know, reports seeing a ghost, or they've encountered a Bigfoot, and the news actually covers it, they play the Ghostbusters theme, or the uh, the X-Files theme, or they play, uh, you know, they, they quote Harry and the Henderson something like that, and no matter how seriously they cover it, from that point on, it's been made a joke. So that's how it's handled. Uh, and I wanted my class to, to be to be able to treat every paranormal occurrence that you're covering as seriously as you would a city council meeting or you know a, a, a convenience store robbery. So whenever I've written about. Uh, you know th- anything with the paranormal, be it a UFO encounter or uh, shadow people or, or black-eyed kid encounters, I cover it like a journalist. Which I cover it straight. I ask all the questions like a journalist is supposed to, and and I, and I go from there.
1: With um, in, in those situations, you, I, I would think you have to because the people you're interviewing and talking to, to them, it's real. It's not a joke. So you can't go into that situation in that interview and covering that situation as a journalist thinking it's a joke.
3: Right. And JD, I, I, whenever I talk to people, especially if it's face to face, you know, not, maybe not on the phone or something like that. I love doing face to face because I only have, I only write about the people that I can look at and tell that they're telling me the truth okay that they at least think that they encountered this whether they did or not i don't know it could have been some you know extenuating circumstance that got in the way but they believe that they encountered it so
0: what is one of the um and i know we've talked about it and i've heard a lot of your stories but in in terms of when you go out and write and and do these interviews face to face and you're at these locations and stuff what have you felt and what have you seen at some of these locations that just really freaked you out?
3: Okay, well, uh, first, yeah, going out. Uh, for my, my first paranormal book was Haunted Missouri. Uh, I, I've always liked reading uh, books on hauntings. Uh, you know, Hans Holzer, you know, the great Hans Holzer, wrote a bunch of them. They're terrific. Uh, and a lot of other, other people have written them through the years. But a lot of those have been about private residences. And I wanted my haunted house book to be basically a tour guide or a tour book, uh, throughout the state of Missouri for haunted spots. And I, none of them were private residences because I wanted people to go be able to go and experience them. And while I was at a few of them and I made sure that I went to every place that I wrote about because I wanted to show what it looked like. I wanted to write about what it felt like being there. And in some of those occasions, um, man, I felt some stuff. Uh, in uh, Yater Laura J. Yater Hall in Warrensburg, Missouri, uh, I was interviewing a, a couple of people and some really cool things happened. One of them was a really cold thing happened. I was interviewing the, uh, the custodian and all of a sudden in this, the air conditioning was off and it was July. So it was like 94 degrees. And all of a sudden, we got extremely cold, goose goose pimples on the arms and everything. Um, and eventually it went away. But there was no way that could have happened. I couldn't explain it, that that, that could have happened. And, and that was a minor one there. We went upstairs. The, the third floor is the top floor of this place. And it's been locked for years. Nobody can get up there unless... Uh, you know, you've you've got a special special permission from the housing department because apparently there's electrical problems. Okay, whatever. But one of the rooms up there, the light keeps coming on, even though it's locked and nobody can get up there. And I was able to get the uh, director of housing to take me up there. And we went, he locked the door behind us. We went up there. We went into that room. And the light was on, and he, he was you know, shocked. He was like, wait a second, that, that shouldn't be. So he turned the light off, and we went down the hall, and there was a, um, a room down the hall that had uh, what, the window had double panes of glass, and there was a handprint on the interior pane of glass, which was pretty cool, but not nearly as cool as when we were leaving. I stopped by that room again, and the light was turned back on.
2: Oh, Wow. Wow. wow
1: nope yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah that, that
1: yeah i mean it, it wouldn't cause me to leave but that, that'd that be one of those like yeah nope, no no i you know gotta yeah, do something no, else, gotta, i enjoyed
3: being there yeah. i'm glad it happened i wasn't staying any longer
0: <laughs> <But> like <laughs> right. we,
1: we we were talking earlier about stuff like that and you know ryan brought up the stanley hotel how it's you know, supposedly really haunt, like don't want to stay there haunted. And I'm like, no, that makes me want to stay there more, right? Because it's haunted. You know, well, I want to, I want to experience that. It's a I nice. Get, I can't get my wife to go with me. So I don't right. think it's ever going to happen. It's well, a I nice, would, nice property. You definitely it, want to go to the Stanley Hotel.
2: It looks gorgeous.
3: <laughs> I've never been. I'd love to go. Beautiful. Uh, there's a, a bed and breakfast in uh Carthage, Missouri. And it, it was, it was built by, uh, uh, the guy who owned the lumber company down there. And it was a, it's a huge house. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and it, and it's, it's been refurbished. It's absolutely beautiful. But there have been reports that the guy who owned the place, the guy who built the place, who's been dead for decades upon decades, in this one room will show up at the end of the bed. And people will see his shadow. And he wears a derby. And that's the room I got. Because you know what? If I'm going to be down there covering it, i, I got to be in that room. Well, I didn't experience anything. However, he would always on Sunday afternoon. And I was, I left on a Sunday afternoon. He would stand after 12, 12, uh, you know, in the afternoon, he would stand at the end of his walk, smoke a pipe and wave at the people walking home from church. And I was walking out to my car and my duffel bag on my shoulder. And I stopped at the end of the, the walkway and I could smell pipe tobacco. Oh wow! And yeah. I took a step back, and I couldn't smell it. And I walked around the perimeter of the, you know, the, the end of the sidewalk, and I couldn't smell it. Stop back on, or step back on, I could smell the pipe tobacco again.
1: That's that's wow. like stuff that happens here at my house. Like mm-hmm. I'll be sitting on my couch, and I'll smell perfume—not perfume that my wife wears—or mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. smell cigarette smoke, and you know. So, and we bought the house off, our, off an elderly lady and I believe her husband died here. So, um, th- that's the kind of stuff that that happens to me at my house. Is just that residual, the the smells and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, two to people I used to work with uh, got married and the, uh, the wife got a hold of me and she was like, Jason, we're living in my grandpa's old house and we keep smelling my grandpa's cigar when we're trying to go to bed and it's driving my husband crazy. What do we do? And I said, just say, tell grandpa to leave you alone. And they did. And they they didn't experience it anymore. But yeah, that, that sort of stuff's pretty, pretty common. And uh, I know it probably doesn't make you feel any better.
1: No, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't scare me. Like I, I'll say I, I've gotten to the point now where I don't even say anything to my wife because mm-hmm. she won't smell it, but I will. And we're sitting on just opposite ends of the couch. Um, I've even smelled it, like, in my car with me before. And nobody smokes in my car. I don't smoke. And that was a little, like, weird that I smelled that smell in my car away from the house.
3: Yeah. Well, um, Well. no, well, actually, no, it's not. Well, and, to and me, I'll it was because I hadn't
1: experienced it. The only place okay. I'd experienced it was at the house.
3: Because people... Yeah, you know, general pop culture will, will nail a ghost to a particular spot, whether it be a graveyard, whether it be, um, you know, the house they grew up in, the house they died in. That's not the case. Spirits can go anywhere they want. And I've, I've interviewed plenty of people who have attracted a spirit. They've gone someplace haunted. The spirit kind of liked them and went home with them. Right. So, Yeah. spirit probably likes you and i
1: (laughs) I think that's one of the things that that scares my wife about going um to like waverly hills or um the stanley hotel or any of these haunted places because she doesn't want to bring something back with her
3: well and and what that i've done um that i've been pretty successful with with because i've been to a lot of haunted places and I've had a lot more haunted things happen to me than, than what we've talked about at this point. But, um, I don't go looking for anything. I'm a journalist. I go there to observe the building, you know, get a feel for it, interview people who've experienced something and I'm not looking for the ghosts. Right. So I haven't had anything follow me home.
0: Right. And like, I know, um, for me, the one, I told you about when I was in college, I remember playing that EVP for you um, when I did that interview for your online summer class, and I was just like, hey, when I get back. um, When you hear or, like, catch EVPs or hear people say they've caught something, how often do you go back and you just listen to it randomly when you're listening to an interview and he may catch an EVP and he didn't realize it at the time? How often does that happen to people that you, you know, just – is it just something that you're not expecting, and then all of a sudden it happens, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's that's
3: insane." Now, I okay. I don't really place a whole lot of credit in photographs or audio recordings, right? Uh, because you know we 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 see and hear things that we want to see and hear. There have been way too many EVPs that I've heard, and um, I didn't know what the noise was until somebody said. They're saying you're going to die. So I listened for that. Okay, yeah, I heard that now. But did it actually say you're going to die? I, I don't have a clue. Um, but th- there's, okay, so I'm skeptical. I mean, I know there are things out there. I, I know there are things that we haven't discovered. But I try to view things as scientifically as possible. You, you guys know what a Frank's box is? You know, is it's, that like
1: a is that like a spirit box? A spirit box, spirit okay. box. Yeah.
3: It, yeah, it 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 it. Uh, you ask questions and it and it gets static off the off the FM. Dot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was absolute BS. You know how the hell is that supposed to work? Okay, and I took a class to uh, the Velisca Axe Murder House in Iowa. It's only fifty miles away from here, wow. and one of my students had one of these spirit boxes, and. Before we got there I told this one student who I knew watched ghost adventures and I said do not be Zach Baggins all right <laughs> do, do Thank in- you
2: thank you, know, you. Thank
3: I said don't don't insult the ghosts don't 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 you know call them out and he was like uh, I'm, I'm gonna call them out and, and he did and he was a complete jerk the whole the whole night um, you know challenging the ghost well if you're here come out and show me uh, his name was Stratton. That was his first name. And eventually he calmed down and laid down in uh, the parents' murder bed just to wait to see if anything happened. Well, then the spirit box came out with me and some other students. And we went into this little, we went to this pantry. It was pretty big for a pantry, but as a room, it was small. And it was extremely cold in there. And the guy with the spirit box started asking questions. And, you know, they were basic yes, no questions. And they were like, do you want us here? And we'd hear the static, no. And wow. I'm like, I mean, just, it was really out there. You couldn't say, you couldn't, it was no, that's what it was. And I was thinking, okay, you know what? They, that could be pulled out of the, you know, out of the ether, you know, the yeah. word no, is pretty common. So you asked questions and there were yeses and nos there. And finally he said, is there anyone make, do you, want to, do you want us to leave? And it went shh, yes. Is somebody upsetting you? Shh, yes. Who is upsetting you? Shh Stratton.
0: What (laughs) it's Debbie's name. It said
3: Stratton who do you know named Stratton? I've known one person in my life. If it would have said Bob, okay, I could have dismissed it. But it said Stratton, a strange name, and the only person giving him giving the ghost crap.
1: Like, see, my my son has a spirit box, and he moved out. Um, I don't know, October, or November, something like that. And the apartment he moved into, he talks about all the things that that go on in his apartment doors opening and closing, lights coming off and on, and then voices. He he'll hear like a breath in his ear on the couch that's audible to him without the spirit box, but they get like full sentence answers on the spirit box.
3: Oh man. Yeah.
1: And he's got them recorded. I'm trying to get him to give them to me so I can play some of them on, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like the recordings he has on his phone are like 12 minutes long. And, um, like, and there's multiple different answers and questions, you know, that are coming through on these, mm-hmm. on this spirit box.
3: Yeah. And- well, he see, here's the, here's here's the deal with this. I find all this stuff fascinating and I've had things happen to me. Um, when it comes to your son and what's happened to him, I think that's cool because it's not happening to me; it's happening to him. <laughs> and so the paranormal's is- cool as long as it's happening to somebody else. To right. you, people
1: have asked him, "What? Why are you still living?" He's like, "Because I think it's cool. Because I like it. It's like it might yeah. scare the shit out of him some nights." Interesting. By, by some yeah, of the like, is. one of one of the, the the sounds that they got on the spirit box was a literal growl, like. Ooh. For, right. Like they and they got a please, growl back on please. on the spirit box. You see, so I didn't him, like him and the and
3: blowing it, in the breathing in the ear. I didn't like that. I don't yeah. like the growling at all. Yeah. So, so that mind uh,
1: that's that's stuff that like him and his his best friend lives a it's a it's a four apartment building. He lives in the other downstairs apartment, and you know he has stuff happen over in his apartment too. But yeah, it, they were a little bit. They were like, yeah, we're done with this tonight.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like. Well, a, well, it's like my my brother, um, he's a skeptic. Jason knows my brother as well. And when my dad owned the Truman Forest building over in Independence, there was one night it started raining and the uh building sat or sits on a spring, a natural spring in Independence that runs through that part of independence. So they have a sump pump in the basement. And well, the sump pump couldn't keep up. So that night it flooded. I think we got like nine or eight inches of rain that night, and it flooded the entire basement up to the first floor. And my dad gets a call from the um, alarm company saying the sensors in the um, entranceway are going off that the doors are opening and closing because the electrical, cir- or electrical outlets are short circuiting and, you know, causing the door to open and the alarms to go off. So my dad goes over there.
1: Did we lose Ryan? Might have froze <laughs> up <laughs> on us.
0: Yeah, uh, I did. Oh, can you guys hear me now?
1: Yeah, So your he, dad uh, goes over there is where it stopped. Right.
0: So he goes over there, takes this pool pump and drains the, all the water out of the first floor. And he goes, Hey, Alex, Ryan, I needed you to go over to this building, tear out all the carpet, all the ceiling tile because there's black mold already growing on the carpet and the ceiling from all the moisture. Um, so we go over there and my brother's the biggest skeptic of anything. He doesn't believe shit. he, he will sit there and tell you if he saw a UFO in the sky, he'll be like, Oh no, that's a satellite. If he were to see Bigfoot, he'd go, Oh no, that's a guy in a costume and a ghillie suit. So he's behind me, and we're in this little hallway, and there's three doors. One, two are bathroom doors, and one's a door that he's basically facing, but it's locked. You can't get into it, can't unlock it, can't do anything without a key. And I'm in front of him. And all of a sudden, I hear him jump and, like, scratch his back. And he goes, dude, did you just touch me? And I was just like, no. He goes, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He goes, are you lying to me right now? Did you touch me? And he says, I swear to God, Ryan, if you touched me and you're kidding me, you know, right now I will kill you. And I go, where'd you <laughs> get touched? I go, where'd you get touched?
3: man i'm embarrassed my phone alarm just went off i'm so sorry that's fine
2: that's we're not professionals no so he
0: uh so he gets up and he's like dude my back is starting to burn like and i'm like what Mm. what do you mean it's starting to burn he goes i swear he goes it feels like i was touched like something touched him in the lower part of his back i go raise up your shirt And he pulls up his shirt and, like, pulls down his shorts a little bit. And on the back part of it, on his left side of his back, he had a handprint that Mm -hmm. was welted, and it was red. You could see the outline of a hand and all the fingers. And he goes, that's the weirdest sensation. He goes, I felt it. And then he goes, it was cold at first. And then when it started getting hot, that's when he goes, that was the weirdest sensation that he ever had on him.
3: All right, so what does Alex think about this now? He
0: when I asked him about it, he goes, yeah, I think it's, I think it was a ghost. He goes, I think it was a spirit. And, um, before he said something before he, cause he was joking and mocking it cause he's heard about all the stories. He didn't work there. Like I did when I was working for my dad, removing all the equipment when they closed the hospital and opened up the new one. And he was just like, Oh, if there's anybody here, make yourself known type of thing. Like you said, with Stratton did. And, that was their way. I said, that was their way of telling you, Hey, we're here and we don't like being, um, tormented like that, you know, or you know, and that's like, what I
3: tell people who, who, who are complete skeptics are like. they say that I don't believe there's no way that this exists. And I tell them that's just because you haven't experienced yet, experienced it yet. Because when you do, you're going to change your mind.
0: Well, I know. And I, and I know that like, I, I honestly, and the, the, uh, building that I took all my classes in Wells Hall. I swear that building's haunting. I, well, it, it is. It is... is.
3: I, I had, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, there was a, a student back in the uh, late, late uh, 1980s, early 1990s. Uh, his name was Amos Wong, and he was a photographer for the yearbook, and he loved, just loved the yearbook. He was, lo- he was a great photographer, and he died in a car wreck going to California over summer vacation. But people for years afterwards would feel him down in the dark room. Somebody else was in there with with them. Um, And then people would see somebody just walking through the newsroom. Uh, I I talked to a couple of people over the years who had seen somebody walking through the newsroom, and they gave the same description. And then a few years ago, I got a call on a Sunday from a student who was working at the radio station. And she said, "Uh, Jason... Uh, I just saw something I, I'd gone out to get a drink of water out, out to the hall during break. And, and I saw a shadow person, but I thought maybe it was just, you know, my, my mind playing tricks on me. So I went back to my booth and on the other side of the radio booth, there were there, there's a uh, an observation hall where you can look in and, and, and watch the people on the radio. And she goes, I looked, and there was a guy in the observation hall Staring at me. He had black hair and a blue flannel shirt. I've never seen him before. And I'm like, okay, did you go look for him? And she goes, yeah, I looked for him. He wasn't there. And I said, go find the 1991 yearbook and look under the yearbook staff pictures. And she did. And she got a hold of me a few minutes later. Hysterical. Because the guy, <laughs> wow. Amos Long, in that picture was the guy she saw on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the glass. So, I know uh,
0: one of the things that I remember, I think it was my senior year, the year after I graduated, didn't you do a guest spot on Ancient Aliens? Didn't you do one of the... Actually, episodes? that was just in
3: uh, that was just this last January.
0: Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, I know Terry, Arizona Terry obviously lives in Arizona and he's a big uh, UFO guy. What
2: was that but experience We're,
1: we're like? all, we're all fans yeah. of Ancient yeah. Aliens in this podcast. Uh, that's my yeah. favorite, favorite
2: series. And I was wondering which episode that was. And uh, it
3: was season 18, episode eight called Shadow People.
2: Oh, I, how was that? Like,
0: what, like. Just what was that experience like doing that show and, okay. and... <laughs>
3: so I wrote a I wrote a book in 2009 called Darkness Walks: The right. Shadow People Among us and i got I got a call in uh, probably on January 7th or something like that and it was from ancient aliens and they were asking me some questions and they're like, okay we're gonna call you back on on the 10th We've got a few more questions for you and and they called me back on the 10th and then they said you know i don't think we're gonna have you out for this show because we really don't have the time to but thanks for talking to us a little bit later i got another call saying can you get on a plane in the morning (laughs) so they put me on a plane they flew me out to la they put me up in the hilton they had somebody driving me around i'm like wait a second i'm not somebody and they're treating me like one, so that's I'm going to milk this. This is awesome. But everybody was really cool, really professional, and I didn't get to meet Giorgio. Oh, I was going <laughs> to ask. That. Which was un, which was unfortunate, but uh, everybody I worked with was, uh, yeah, like I said, really professional, really cool people.
0: That that must have been like one of those experiences, like just being and knowing that they asked you to do it because of what you wrote about and. Just, just seeing like how many people they have on those type of shows where they're like, this is what this is. I know with, with my experience when I was living in uh, Maryville, there, and I told these guys the last episode we did, I was in Fox Alley. I lived in Fox Alley, and Alex and I were on our deck, and I happened to look up, and I saw two what looked like satellites just go as fast across the sky as I could, you know, as they could. And I remember getting on Twitter – and saying, wow, I just can't believe I think I saw a UFO. And five, not even five minutes later, I had a DM from MUFON in Missouri asking me to talk about it. And I just thought how I didn't even say MUFON, didn't even have UFO hashtagged. It was just not even five seconds later, they, they reached out and asked me a couple of questions. And they're like, oh, yeah, we believe you saw a UFO. I'm like, oh, Okay well, like,
3: oh, it's too bad. It's too bad you didn't know where I lived, because I live about, uh, about a block and a half from Fox Alley. You could have called oh, really? me and we could have looked at UFOs together, man. Thanks yeah, a lot, yeah.
0: Ryan. <laughs> you know, like I'm glad I passed your classes, you know, pass field. <laughs> that's all that's all fun. But no, like they're um there like I said, I, I had an experience going back to Wells Hall. I had an experience there my senior year. Um, that I was staying late. I had stayed late because I had to publish something and my computer crashed. And I had to finish writing this article and it was about 1030 at night. And the only way you can get into those buildings is to be at a fob. And I heard the upstairs entrance on the backside from the parking lot on the main level. I heard that door open and I thought it was just a janitor or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Somebody's here. So I go up, walk around. Nobody's there. Janitor's not there. And then um, I go up to the top floor and if I remember correctly, when you go down the hallway, you had the radio, like museum or whatever, um, yeah. to the left, that door was closed when I got there. Cause I had to run upstairs and drop something off in one of the professor's offices. And next thing you know, I hear that door open and then I hear it close and it locked behind it. Like, you know, you hear the latch and everything. I always said, that's weird. So I walk around and like you said, I saw like out of the corner of my eye when I looked to the right, um, going down to one of the radio booths. I heard or I saw a shadow like turn a corner, and that was all I saw it was like the feet of the shadow, and that was it. Like, and I knew I was the only one in that building, and like I, I yeah, that Northwest I think is just haunted. But that 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 gave me that gave me the creeps. Just well, you know what
3: yeah, every, every university is haunted because there's a lot of things that go on at universities. Uh, I mean, there's students' depression. There's uh, unrequited love that goes on. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people die unexpectedly. Things just happen. They happen everywhere. And, uh, yeah, I've written a lot about universities uh, being haunted. Well, uh,
1: I live yeah. out here in Ohio, and we have Ohio University. is supposed to be one of the most haunted campuses in the country. So yeah, that's, that's one of their big is. things, yeah. you know, so, um, well, you know,
3: Oxford, Oxford university has been around, you know, it, it formed yeah. in like, what well, the year 1000 AD. <laughs> right. How haunted is
2: that one?
1: Right. Can you right. imagine?
2: Right. Is there so, like a live particular area okay. in Missouri, uh, Jason, that in your, in your travels and writing your books, is there a particular place in Missouri that is particularly haunted?
3: Um, do you mean a, a, a region or... a re- Yeah, more like
2: a, like a region, like a town that just for uh, some reason or another has way more than normal.
3: Well, I'm not going to say... Um, I'm not going to say hauntings. Northwest Missouri, where, where I live, has had some really bizarre things happen. Um, Skidmore. Uh, town named town <laughs> Skidmore. There was... Uh, back in 1980, there was a, the town bully. The town got tired of putting up with his crap, and they... Uh, all gathered one day and shot him to death, and nobody ever got uh, prosecuted. Uh, and then you had and the was work made in Chapel. And well, work, Workman Chapel is is a is a notoriously haunted spot. Uh, Skidmore also had a uh, uh, an eighteen year old guy went out. I can't remember his name. He went out, told his mom, "I'm gonna go to the garage and, and get the jumper cables," and he just disappeared. What? Nobody knows what happened to him.
0: What about, yeah, that's Skidmore. Everybody, like, when I went to school, there was just like, if you ever go there, don't. Like, if you ever have to drive <laughs> through there, don't. Like, it was yeah. just always like
3: that. I've met but, nice people from there. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's, it's, it's all right. It's just weird well, things happened there. Well, I remember and I know,
0: um, downtown Lee Summit. I think you told me this story the dude or the dude drop in. Yeah. Was that, yeah, that that bar is closed now. I think they renovated it and turned it into something else, but I had the privilege of going in there before it closed. And it did feel odd when he walked in there was a different type of energy when he walked into that building. Cause as these guys don't know, but downtown Lee summit, there's a train track that runs through uh, the middle of downtown. And um, I think Lee summit, uh, I can't remember when it was founded, but it used to be part of the out, you know, like where the outlaws came and stuff like that. And, Obviously well, the younger brothers,
3: the younger brothers are buried in Lee summit. Uh, yep. The James younger gang. Yeah. Those guys
0: Cole younger. And I think uh, all the, or, and Jesse James freaking into, or frequented that area. And, but yeah, that, that downtown Lee summit, um, there's a house off of third street or Douglas that is supposed to be haunted. And somebody's living there now. It's a historical site, but they renovated the home. Um, but it, it tells you that, you know, this house was built in 1870 something or 1880. Um, but there's a lot of places around here that um, like the Truman home I've heard is haunted um, by Truman. himself. Well, When it comes to
3: Lee's summit, I used to lead, uh, I think five or six years in a row I led ghost tours in downtown Lee's summit. And there are uh, just downtown itself is full of a lot of great ghost stories.
0: Yeah. I, I, I need to yeah. check it out. I need to, Also need to get up to you know get back up to Atchison, Kansas. When um, I went to the Sally House, and honestly, that house really didn't do it for me. There was nothing that I felt off about it. Um, But just well, and and this is
3: where here's something, Ryan. I hate to interrupt you on this, but the Sally House, I've interviewed and 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 I mentioned about ghost following people home. Somebody who was at the Sally House had something following them home. Really? And yeah, so I, I do know that and. I tend to believe um, my mind, my spirit, my body, whatever's telling me these things when I go somewhere and I feel off. And I pulled in front of the Sally house and I stood. I didn't even get both feet out of the car, but my chest (laughs) tightened up. I I got really hot and sweaty and my... (sighs) my breath got fast and I'm like, I am not going in that house. <laughs>
0: well, the I house, mean, if direction... I would have driven
3: there the next day, it probably would have been fine. But at that point, yeah, right. I knew that I was not welcome there.
0: Well, and I've heard people say um, that that whole thing was a hoax, but I don't think that's true because of the stories that have been written about it and people that had their own, you know, experiences with it. And I know the house across the street, um, literally right across the street, it's a bed and breakfast house haunted. I don't remember the name of that house, but um, I was in Atchison two years ago on Halloween. And I told these guys last time I took a picture of this house, you know, because I felt like somebody was looking at me. And, and there were plenty of people there having brunch and stuff on the patio. It was a nice day on Halloween. And I just remember like turning around and I took a picture and I'd have to find the picture, but I zoomed in and on the top floor there was a window and I looked and I was just like, told my cousin the next day, I said, is that, is that something? Do you see a face in that? And he looked at it and he goes, yeah, there's a guy wearing a cowboy hat with a beard in the window, like looking down at you. It was really creepy. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was insane. I like, I, for me, like I just, like you said, like I get that uneasy feeling sometimes when I go to places And the that day, the Sally house wasn't it for me, but well, there have been other places.
3: The- the, the Sally house, the, the person who had something follow her home, this is back when people used, uh, still use lane lines. If there are any of those anymore, I don't know. But um, she told me that after leaving the Sally house, she felt uncomfortable in her car on the way home. And for about a week afterwards, the phone would ring. And she yeah. had a, one phone in her bedroom, one phone in her kitchen. And it usually rang when she was in her kitchen. And she'd pick it up and there'd be somebody breathing. And when she, she lived alone, and when she went back to the bedroom, the, the telephone was off its cradle in the bedroom. What? So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that made her
3: a tad bit uncomfortable.
1: My wife would probably say, oh, uh, yeah, we're moving out of this yeah. house right now. <laughs> like, yeah. We well, out.
2: Well, J.D., I... I've
3: been meaning to tell you this. Uh, when you were talking about your son's uh, apartment, um, anytime you all go to move someplace new, take a small child with you. Hey, we, my wife and I had a small house and we were looking, we we had two kids and they were getting, one was five, one was three. And we were going to have another kid and we had to get a bigger house. And one house we looked at that I absolutely loved was built in 1883, two stories. It was a gorgeous house, but my two kids, five and three, whenever we went into a house to look at it, they go freaking crazy. Here's a new empty house. Let's run around and scream. Well, when we got into this house, my three-year-old daughter raised her hands and said, Daddy, pick me up. So I picked Ooh. her up, and she hung on to me throughout the entire house. And finally, I'm like, honey, what's the matter? And she leaned into my, my ear, and she goes, they're scary. What? And I'm like, scary? Oh. Who's scary? And she said,
2: "Oh no. the
3: ghosts. And when I got out, we got out to the yard. She wanted down on the ground, and she was fine after that. We you didn't
1: that house. You put an oh, you didn't put an offer on that one. No. Oh, but I got that one for sure.
3: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no, you and then you're full of shit, Terry. I heard you talk about how scared <laughs> you get. I, up uh,
2: I am full of shit.
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's one for me. Like where I don't know. Like I, I've heard kids are more susceptible. More sensitive. That. Yeah, yeah, more sensitive to that. Ha, like why? I mean, I want to get everybody's opinion on it, but why is that? Is it just because they're not as close-minded as we are as as we grow up or that's one another
3: thing is their eyes are better than ours their ears are better than ours why shouldn't why shouldn't every sense they have be better than ours
0: right right and have i mean have your kids had any other incidences like that or was that the only time with that house that's
3: been it and it made an impression
0: yeah yeah that might mean yeah that that's incredible like i I don't know, like I have to keep an open mind, but I, I, I believe it. You know, like I, like I said, that hospital, that, that turned me into a believer um, real quick, you know, because I was a skeptic going into that and I'm just like, yeah, ghosts aren't real. And then the first instant, inci- you know, first time I walked into that place, I heard a door slam and heard footsteps behind me. I'm like, yep, nope, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but, um, JD, do you have anything or Terry got any, you know,
2: no, it might I mean, be. Maybe another episode bring him back on and talk <laughs> yeah. some more. I don't want to keep him
1: here all night. yeah. But yeah, because yeah, we could keep him here all yeah. night talking about all this stuff.
3: You know, Let I've, you I've know. done three I've done three hours from one to four o'clock in the morning on coast to coast. So oh, wow. <laughs> I'll, i I can I can talk forever, guys. So, if you want to have me back on, I'd be happy to. Yeah, so we'll when,
1: definitely ha- we'll definitely have you back on. Yeah.
3: When's the sure. when's the semester start? Uh, Wednesday. Oh
0: Lord. Are you teaching your paranormal class this year?
3: No, but I am uh, offering, hopefully I get enough students uh, to apply for this so I can actually do it. Uh, I'm doing a travel writing class called Paranormal UK. Oh, wow. If we go, we will start in London at the Tower of London, go to uh, the places that Jack the Ripper's uh, victims were found. We're going to go look for the Highgate Vampire, work our way through Wales, up through the middle of uh, uh, England to Scotland, and end through our three-week trip on the uh, surface of Loch Ness, searching for Nessie. Oh, my
2: God. Can can you send me a link to this? I think Terry's (laughs) going to apply for that
1: (laughs) to go with you guys. My my
2: wife works in higher ed, and we don't hear about classes like this here at this university where we live by. Uh, If I was in college and there was an opportunity to be in a class like that, Dude, you know I would sign up for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, can alumni go? Is
0: this free for alumni, or do you need a sponsor or anything? Free.
3: I don't know what that word means.
0: I'll have to look it up. <laughs> free. free for alumni? Yeah, no, I can pay for my trip over. And we, yeah, that. Um, but if 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 you know, um, if we were to go out and and uh, do an investigation, the three of us, hypothetically speaking, if we really wanted to. Um, one of the i guess the thing i'm picking up on here is don't invite the ghosts home and don't be a dick to them is that what you're saying basically? those are those are good uh, also don't
3: necessarily expect to find anything because right. ghosts are jerks like that right uh, if you go in not expecting like i i went to uh, the limp mansion that's l e m p the limp mansion in uh, st louis yep. they were rivals to budweiser back before prohibition budweiser or anheuser-busch survived prohibition the limp brewery didn't and in, in the, the mansion, uh, there were a lot of suicides. And um, one of the guys who committed suicide killed his dog before he killed himself because nobody liked the dog and he knew nobody would take care of it. So he wanted, uh, wanted his dog to go to. And I, I was there. It's a bed and breakfast now. And I, I was interviewing the people who worked there. But a friend and his wife who, who live in St. Louis came with me. And they are complete skeptics. And they were waiting downstairs, drinking iced tea, waiting for me to finish my interviews and walking around. And uh, the wife, it was in the middle of summer, uh, was wearing a pair of shorts. And she said, The weirdest thing was a dog brushed against my legs, but I looked down and there was no dog there. Wow.
2: Crazy. Yeah. I do, I do have a question. Like, if, if Ryan and JD and I wanted to go do like ghost hunting or do some sort of investigation, what is like the minimum amount of equipment you think you need to do your first one?
3: All right. When it comes to ghost ghost hunting, I, I'm not one. I'm not a ghost hunter. So okay. however, audio recorder, because you do pick things up, uh, I told you I didn't believe in spirit boxes until one talked to me. So yeah, spirit <laughs> box, Absolutely.
2: <laughs> We got that um, one. JD Son's got that one, so yeah. we're good. A,
3: a camera, not a digital camera, a film camera. Huh. Digital cameras can have uh, have problems. We didn't have very many orbs in the world until digital cameras became popular.
1: Would you? And, would you say like a Polaroid camera would be good? A or?
3: Polaroid would work. I mean, it's not.
1: Or just a regular well, film, like 35-millimeter 35 35
3: camera? 35-millimeter film. I mean, Polaroid would do the same thing, but the quality's not as good as a 35-millimeter right. camera. I, I'd say that. I've I I, was, a, uh, I, I've been a photographer since I graduated from college back in 87. And I've caught one orb on a film camera. And it was in a spot in this haunted hotel. And I walked down this hall, and I, I got the panicky feeling like I had that I mentioned at the Sally house. And I snapped a picture before I left and it had an orb. But when I started using digital, man, I got orbs all over the place.
0: Yeah. I think you showed me the photos from Workman's Chapel where you had the orbs in the, in the chapel. And that, that, that I didn't, I wasn't lucky enough to go on that adventure either. Um, And I'm extremely jealous of it, but no, my friends and I drove out there one night just to check it out. And I was just like, you know, we stayed there for about an hour, hour and a half didn't really experience much, yeah. you know, and like you said, don't, you know, like they're, you know, like you said, they're dicks about it sometimes and don't show up. Um, but, you know, but I still got the feeling though, that we weren't welcome. Like you got that heaviness, like that mm-hmm. uncomfortable, uneasy feeling. And I tried to do research on it, you know, on the workman's chapel. And there was, I don't know actually what happened there.
3: Yeah. Nothing. Most of uh, the stuff you're going to read on the internet, all urban legend. The, the person hanging, get who got hanged. Is complete BS the person the woman who got stabbed to death in the chapel total BS right uh, however there are two Civil War soldiers buried there and when I, I took some students out there once a reporter for the Missouri and the, the campus newspaper came with us and put a, a uh, audio recorder out in the cemetery while we were in, in the in the chapel and when he listened to it hoofbeats. A, horse's, a horse ran right by his audio recorder. It was soft, loud, soft. So wow. there, there are That's things wow. that happen there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, um, we'll have to figure out another time to get you back on here because we obviously covered one topic and we know you wrote a book about American monsters and yeah. Bigfoot and stuff like that. So we'll have to get you back on some other time and uh continue talking about this because this has been really fun i don't know about you guys this is yeah
1: it's been great great we can talk about we can talk about the Bigfoots and the shadow people and all this other stuff talk that, about he's, that. that he's i love about. time
3: travel stories too uh black eyed kids i've 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 researched almost all of it so <laughs> hey, terry i forgot to, i mean i i didn't finish one thing when you ask about the equipment yes uh thermometer,
2: thermometer digital
3: thermometer because you know what's I've walked into a couple of cold spots before, and I didn't have one, and I really wish I had just to see. Uh, notebook and a uh, couple of pens.
2: right? Flashlights. He- Flashlights. Head- Headlamps, he- stuff like that. And, and if you go to
3: a spot, um, uh, you know what? I would suggest if, if it's a graveyard, go there during the day and then go back at night Okay. during the day just to see. Where all the potholes are in the graveyard, because <laughs> if you get scared, you don't want to fall in one.
1: That really? would happen to me for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, they're, yeah. Me, me and Terry aren't exactly young, so that would that would probably mess us up if we hit the bar. <laughs> I'd be at the
0: I'd be at the car. There are plenty of uh, scary uh, uh, cemeteries out here that I know are haunted. All urban legends and stuff, of course. But um, yeah, well, yeah this has been awesome guys. I, I really don't know what to say other than that. Like
2: i yeah, I, I actually downloaded your chasing American monsters book on audible. So I'm going to start listening to that tomorrow. So I'm awesome. going to haunted Missouri interests me because I kind of like that kind of like a travel guide to haunting. That's why I asked that question earlier. I love books like that. So that's my next one.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a little out of date. Cause I wrote it in 07. Um, I, because I included, at the end of every chapter, directions on how to get there and how much it costs to get in. So awesome. the cost is probably going to be higher. <laughs> That's right? okay.
2: Yeah, all, With You're all right. the money we make on this podcast, we'll be able to cover the full cost. <laughs> I
3: had somebody get a hold of me once about, about my book. Uh, there's a, a schoolhouse and a chapel right next to each other. And it's, you know, both of them were, were, are haunted. And she had the book. And somebody, she loaned it to somebody and they never gave it back. And she wanted to make sure that she got the exact directions to the chapel because her mom was getting remarried and she wanted to get remarried in a haunted chapel. So my book got people together
2: in love. (laughs) Wow
3: yeah that
0: yeah i'll have to i'll have to read it too i know i did once um and my mom got me the one of your books for christmas she goes you recognize the name and i looked at it i was just like yeah i'm pretty sure that's jason Offitt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh she goes uh because my mom knows how uh big i am into the paranormal stuff and she doesn't believe it but my dad who owned that hospital wasn't a believer either until he he uh so he bought that place. He goes, I can't tell you how many times I was in there by myself where I felt like somebody was following me. And I would hear the distinct sound of like chains or keys rattling because it was like an old security guard that passed away from a heart attack at the hospital. And, um, you know, and I told these guys too, and I've told you, I've heard my name growled and I don't want to hear that again. I <laughs> yeah, it, it was demonic and it was just like that guttural, like, Right. Yes, that it was that. Yeah, you beat
1: me to it. I was going to do it.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, I I care. I mean, I, if I knew then, like, I was just like, don't say anything, don't entice it, don't invite it. Just go on and ignore what you just heard, and just turn around and leave.
3: Well, so, my parents didn't believe in any paranormal things either until that night we saw the UFO over our farm. And if you guys are going to have me back, we'll talk about that then. Oh my this God. This is about oh, good, awesome. right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: All right. All right, guys. Jason, thanks for joining us. Yes.
3: Thanks for Hey, I had now. a great time. Thanks for, so much for having me on.
2: I appreciate the invitation.
1: Yep. Have welcome. a great night, man.
2: Yeah. Have a great well.
3: night.
1: Yeah. He was awesome, wasn't he?
2: Oh my God. <sighs> wow. Way better than I even imagined. Doing yeah. a little bit of I, research before we got on the show, I was like, wow, Ryan really went out and got like an all star. Uh, yeah, I
0: didn't realize like I thought it was gonna be a one time thing. And I know we're still recording and these guests are gonna be I, an hour, 50 minutes, basically, like I told them 25 to 30. And here we are 50 minutes later. Dude, Like, it's amazing just like hearing the way he tells these stories. And like, even though he doesn't really go out and investigate, but he still has experiences when writing these books is amazing.
2: Yeah, I think his insight into it is really important. And, right. you know, eventually we will all three of us meet up and do an investigation of some sort. Probably in your neck of the woods. It seems pretty goddamn haunted.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I like, I so that I knew when I told you guys about him, he was a wealth of knowledge. He was a believer in UFOs, he was a believer in ghosts and obviously cryptids. So he is a wealth of knowledge to where if we want to break one category out, at a time like we can supplement yeah, I it over. think
1: I, I honestly think that would be the best thing to do with him like pick out right. A, like talk let's talk about his, his cryptid book let's talk about the UFOs the pe- right the, the shadow people and we can talk about UFOs on a different one we can you know the shadow people and, and the black eyed kid because those black eyed kids are pretty freaky right you know, like gold. I
0: I did not expect that to be as I mean I knew he would be good mm-hmm. but to have him engaged the entire time like and I, and I, and I knew a lot of these stories firsthand, except for the one with the kid Stratton. Um, right. but could you imagine though, like you're at a place doing an investigation and at an insanely haunted place that had all these murders. What was it? A quadruple murder or was that eight people? Was it the kids and then like their friends and their parents? I can't remember. Um, the Basilica. Oh, the axe the murder house. Yeah. Wasn't
1: it like, I think oh, it was like eight, pe- eight seven people, seven or eight yeah. people. Yeah. yeah.
0: And but could you imagine like having the ghost box and you're in the pantry and there's a guy laying upstairs in the in this bed and that said like could you imagine hearing that though it's somebody's at the, who's pissing you off Stratton like can you hear that like come out of nowhere and you're like oh okay um I've like I learned three or four things tonight don't piss off ghosts um i mean I, I think that's
1: just common sense though right so, but like uh, but some what? people common sense is very lacking with some people so <laughs> right like, uh, like if, if there's any of our listeners out there that that listen to this that may be lacking in that one if they want to go and do one of these investigations and they they feel like it's it might be a good idea to antagonize what they're going to investigate or look at maybe they'll think twice after listening to jason
0: well and, and the one or few things i do remember from uh, reading books about it. And like, one of the things they always say is remember, don't invite them. Don't let them, al- don't allow them to come home with you. Like they, one book had a blessing that said, okay, thank you spirits for kind, co- you know, like interacting with us, but you're not allowed to follow us home. And they always, you know, make the sign of the cross or something like that. So they know that they are not allowed to follow you home or have some sort of attachment to you. Um, but yeah, um that yeah there there are so many things that we could have talked about tonight that could have been a three hour um three I, hour I
2: would, I would love to show. bring him back for a ufo show i think yeah, that I would. would be yeah. i think that'd be great it, it, his semester's starting so obviously he's gonna be really busy uh off the bat but if it starts to kind of you know level off during the semester and he wants to come back on let's definitely get him back on
0: yeah i know and and I feel like this was a good way um, to to get started with our guest. I wish we could have saved him for later, but having him right off the bat, like, kind of sets a presence for everybody else. You know, like,
2: bring your A game.
0: Yeah, I mean, JD, do you know anybody like this at all that that's had like no. that? Like, no, I mean, but there are people that have stories though that we could talk about.
1: Well, I mean, we had plenty of.
0: Interactions today. Interaction
1: today. On that, you know, you know who who all was it? Uh, D. Lock, Cameron, 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 Selena, like all kinds of people. Um, I there were so many of them. I can't even remember the names. These are just the people that I follow and I, right. I know of that that are right there in my mind. Um, that were talking about things that they've had happen, um, even recently to them, or right. or places they've gone where they've experienced stuff. So there there's going to be a lot of people out there that we can, you know, if we decide we want to just bring them on, have them talk that way, or we can do an episode where we have them send us their stories and we read them. And then we talk about, them. you know, you know, whichever way we, we decide will be best for it. But um, no, tonight's been great.
0: Yeah. Like for me, going back to what you just said, um, I like kind of like the reading about it so we can talk about it amongst ourselves though. But Mm -hmm. if there's one that's really compelling, maybe then we can invite them on while we're doing the show and be like, Hey, we had a quite a few questions about this, you know, and and do it that way. Because like, that would be, um, because I know a lot of people, like a lot of people don't want to talk about that kind of stuff because they don't know what's happening. You know, like when we did, when we did the spaces, there had been people listening to it and they didn't feel like they wanted to talk about it. and, um i think that might help them a little bit but like selena like i had no idea she had experiences um
2: there's a lot of people uh, i have a couple that's on a list of mine that one of them has a particularly compelling story uh we want to bring them on so they can share it who is it i have to look up their name but (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, um
0: we'll we'll have to at at some point like you said um get get these people on and get their stories right. um going and then uh what like um is there a topic we want to talk about next time?
1: Uh we won't talk about it on here. We'll figure it out.
0: Okay. Yeah. and uh we, I, got, like, we got
1: we got you know six weeks or whatever to five weeks to to figure that out so
0: right well michelle
1: <laughs> michelle Mich- Mich- will be like Mich- okay where's okay, came- where's the next where's episode my- come on
3: right
2: yeah. right let, and let, 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 let's set expectations we're not gonna do a weekly no, no. podcast no.
1: between yeah. between my work schedule and doing religiously kentucky and doing spaces doing a weekly podcast just ain't going to work for me. So. No, no.
0: I, like I said, every third Wednesday of the month or Monday of the month should work.
1: Yep. Um, so, sometimes
0: yep. they just come quicker than the others. So, yep. so um, yeah, well, but, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I don't know how to wrap this up, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
2: where, where could everybody be found on, on social media? So I'll go first. I'm on Twitter at Arizona T-Y-J-O. I go by Arizona, Terry. I'm, uh ryan the
0: intern aka at ready rde
1: on twitter i'm at tiffin wildcat so a lot of you guys already follow me anyway so you know where to find me (laughs) there we go all right guys
0: thanks for joining us